You're listening to the Hard Money Podcast, hosted by the economic activist himself, founder of Rad Diversified, CEO of Tax Auction Investors, and the visionary behind the American Survivalist Project, Dutch Mendenhall. Well, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hard Money Podcast or the Dutch Mendenhall Podcast or the Rad Diversified Podcast. But we've been doing these podcasts and we've been really getting some amazing information we've had incredible people on um wealth experts and and retirement experts and protecting your money experts and life experts and american rights experts and entrepreneurial experts and just people that you know i think are really smart uh people i know that have made money people that have been successful people that i know have gone through the the trials and tribulations of life right and so you know i was talking with the team about you know you know just we constantly have people who want to get on the podcast, people who want to be a part of the podcast, but I but what are our priorities? Who do we want on our podcast? And I said to myself, you know, the the smartest woman, the 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 strongest woman, you know, the in business that I've ever known in my entire life is Amy Vaughn, right? And Amy's my, been my business partner for over a decade. Um we're we're close friends. Um we're business partners. We've been through uh, a crazy journey. Um, over the years together. And I thought, you know, let me bring Amy on. Let me let me ask her some hard questions. Uh, let me, you know, break it down. You know, um, Amy and I built a, a, a closing in, you know, within the next six months, we'll be crossing the $100 million mark uh, in our portfolio. We're just over $75 million in our portfolio now uh, as real estate investors. Uh, we've built education companies together. Um, we've built businesses together. We've seen the the adoption of children together. She's adopted a child. I've adopted a child. I've seen Amy go through divorce <laughs> over the years. Um, I'm sure that's a subject she'll love to talk about that I'll bring up. Um, but, you know, one of the toughest people I've ever met in my life. And so, you know, I think that, that not only does she know business inside and out, she knows life inside and out. And so I think it'd be great for her to be able to share with you guys. So what's up, partner? Say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. How are you? Everybody's good. You get a lot of responses when we're talking into the dead air of the the metro web world and stuff right. but um so amy quick quick question one we'll just get started right into it right what do you feel like is going on in the world right now like with with politics with money with everything just give a general outlook like what is what do you think is happening um general outlook the world's going a little bit crazy um it's a little scary um politics i really do my best to stay away from to be honest with you which you know that um, I would say I'm more liberal than anything. I'm not one-sided. Um, I think you do right by others and you get right. Um, as far as uh, the money crisis and everything going on, I think it'll be a major benefit to us. Um, but it's sad for a lot of Americans. I think it's fascinating that you say you're more liberal than other people when I know you're more on the right side of the aisle than you would be on the left side of the aisle. So what do you mean by liberal? I used to be more on the right side of the aisle. It's just with everything that's going on in the world now, I am definitely not so much on the right or the left side anymore. Yeah, so yeah. you feel like you're more of like a libertarian or you feel like what? Yeah, absolutely. You know, to each their own, their rights, their life? Um, Yeah, to each their own, their rights, their life, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's kind of what, you know, we like to talk about. You know, it's like what's happening in the world. I think the more you wanted to get into other people's business, the more you want to get into other people's lives, the more you want to, you know, fluctuate, you know, to other people, I think it becomes, um, I think it's overstepping our bounds as Americans, like one of the things that, that I remember, like I took a lot of, you know, history in college and I took a lot of American, a lot of European history. I remember studying the Constitution. I remember one of the things is they said, you know, one of the things that, that our Constitution was built for, or even our government was built for, is to protect the voice, the minority voice, yeah. right? And, but you get the extreme lefts and you get the extreme rights. And so you get both of those sides where their voices 
um, for me, you know, are pretty annoying, yeah. you know, um, and I feel like, you know, that's, but their voices have to be protected. Right. Because, because I think that's a freedom, freedom of speech. And so, you know, I don't know, what do you, what do you think when, you know, they talk about, you know, the freedom of someone to be hateful or freedom of someone to be spiteful out there in the year? I mean, what do you, what do you think? I mean, I don't know how we get on this subject to start, but it's right. start. Um, I mean, I always think that you're supposed to treat others as you want to be treated, right? Um, but I do think you have the right, if you want to be a hateful person, that you're right. Uh, at the end of the day, you'll answer to who you answer to, right? Um, as far as telling people what they can and can't do, I don't think that's right with what's going on in our world right now at all. Because we've been facing a lot of censorship. I don't know if you guys have seen that on um, our American Survivalist page, on some of our other pages when um, we've, even a, there's a Joe Rogan podcast, we, mm-hmm. we just reposted the Gupta Rogan uh, interview they did recently. We reposted sections, a section of that, and they, and then there's been other posts they've been censoring. You know, what do you think about an America where companies have a right to do censorship? I think it's wrong. Yeah. I think it's against our constitution. How do you think we got there? Uh, the way the government's running now, I think the American population has become sheep. Yeah. Um, since COVID hit, everybody's following an order. And unfortunately, it's the masses, and that's what's happening right now, where companies think they can regulate and tell someone how to live their life. And yeah. it's scary. Like, I, and, and it's interesting, because I've never been a conspiracy theorist. I've always been anti-conspiracy. I've always said, like, most conspiracies, if they were real, I said, people aren't good enough to keep secrets, right? right? But what I've come to realize, like, when I look at it and I study, I realize that a lot of conspiracies, they're not keeping it secret. Not anymore. That's the thing is like they make it legal. Like they make what I believe a lot of people talk about conspiracy. Like you talk about, you know, one world government or you're talking about only having one political mind or you're talking about only having one philosophy. Right. There's yeah. there's a lot of that that go down the road. Now, I know, you know, politics isn't your favorite subject, but I happy to get into it to your favorite subject. Right. Which is business. And I mean, your favorite. I don't know. I mean, maybe your son's your favorite subject. Probably your son's your favorite subject Probably. in the world. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll get into it. we'll get into the DJ master in a, in a minute, right? The uh, from a business standpoint, what do you think? Like when they start to control and censor us as our voices, right? And 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 like we're not even trying to be political, right? We don't have a political movement. We're not into even right. into politics. We just believe in, in sharing information about wealth, entrepreneurialism, our rights as Americans, um, and and our ability to you know live the American dream. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's fascinating that, like, we of all people would be censored. Like, we should be so far from the categories of censorship that it kind of kind of blows my mind. Right. Blows my mind a little bit. What do you think about when they start trying to control businesses? What do you think that does to, to business business in America? Uh, it destroys it. Mm-hmm. I mean, people mm-hmm. are losing. I mean, you see what's going on in the news now with the airlines mm-hmm. um, because they're requiring, you know, the vaccination. So. You have it's it's destroying America. So now you have people being stuck places, losing money, losing their jobs, and like I said, it's a it's a scary world that we live in now in America. Um, and I think us as businesses, I mean, I know us in our business, we're gonna keep fighting until the end. You know, yeah. we're not gonna allow them to censor us. And we're you know, we have a right to do what it is that we do, and we're gonna continually do it. Yeah, I um, I look at some of the censorship you know that 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 we face, which is which is micro compared to companies that like their mission is to get fight for certain causes and you know whether it's medical rights um you know i think most people that um you know the vaccination is an interesting issue because for me i i'm i'm you know i'm a non-vaxxer i believe in non-vaccination but i don't you know i was non-pharma a decade ago right you know it has nothing to do with the vaccination actually just has to do with 
my medical rights and what I choose to do in life. But for me, um, it's fascinating because our rights as people, our medical rights as people, right, is now spilling over into our businesses. And like like us as a, com- as a, as a company, like we'll hire civil rights lawyers and we'll do other things to make sure that like our people are never forced to be vaccinated. And, and the fascinating thing is we have many, obviously, team members that are vaccinated right. and we support them. And like I'm like, that's you're right. That's your choice. And I don't need to know whether you are or aren't is none of right. my business. Um, but those who've, you know, opened the conversation or talk about it, like I'm, you know, all for supporting what people choose to do Absolutely. with their lives with, with, with businesses. I think when big business starts, like what I see is like this marriage of you got government control and giant business control at the same time. And I think that washes out the individual and it washes out the individual entrepreneur and it starts to take away their abilities to be the more regulatory you put on small businesses, the more like we've broken through the small business barrier, right? We're no longer right. a small business, but the, to break through the small barrier from taxes, regulatory pressures, legal, all of the different things we had to do, you know, there's a perfect storm just to make it through. Right. And I can't imagine being a brand new, fresh, like, let's say you just want to be a real estate investor. Um, I mean, like, it, it's, it's fascinating how hard that might be for, for a newbie or a beginner to be. I mean, what do you, what advice do you give to somebody trying to start out? Um, I mean, the best advice is to stick to what you're doing. Um, don't give up, know your rights and, and fight for what it is that you're doing because you can obviously get there. Um, it's going to be a long journey. It's probably way harder now than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago when we started. Um, but you know, stick to it and, and work through it and, and just don't stop. You know what I mean? Don't give up and, and don't let them, you know, destroy your dreams. Yeah, I think that's that's absolutely like when you're going through the cycles of life, right? The the you, and and you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you're trying to grow a business. There is a a perseverance that you must do. I always say you have to move into the unknown. Absolutely. Like if you don't move into the unknown, it, it, you can't be an entrepreneur, and 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 that's very difficult for a lot of people to do, is because if people want to know, they want to have control, and and and, and Granted, there's a lot of control in, in our business, but at the same time, there's also a, a moving into the next phase. It's like the first time we invested in a farm. What did you think the first time I said, told you we were going to buy a big old multi-hundred <laughs> acre farm when we've been doing I thought you were crazy. residential properties forever? Yeah. yeah, I really did. I was I didn't know where you were coming from with it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We just set this whole goal that we're going to be the biggest residential owner in tax deeds and liens in the United States. Um but then, you know, I kind of started looking into it and with everything that was going on, it, it truly made sense, right? Because really by buying that, what you, what we really created was something for the average American that normally they wouldn't be able to afford, right? So the, or invest in. Yeah. Or invest in, yeah. So, so to me at first, yeah, I literally thought you were crazy. I'm like, okay, this is out of our wheelhouse. But then at the same time, you look at the numbers and I'm like, it's just real estate, right? Not a house, but it's real estate. So in the end, obviously we bought it. Yeah, I think that's a like a real unique social dynamic. Like over the years, we've been in business with many other businesses um, and we've had partnerships that made good money and partnerships that didn't. Right. We had a, another business partner, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, I think over the years, I think you learn like partnership dynamics. I think that's a really important thing for people to understand. It's like when I said, we're going to do income producing farms, I said, you know, with supply chain breaking down with other things that are happening in the world, I watched the billionaires buying land, buying farms and different things. 
you know, I gave you, you know, it wasn't like you said, we're just going to buy income producing farms. Right. There's a little more <laughs> explanation than that. But I think, but there's the partnership dynamics where like one of our rules is we say yes. Right. So, and, and I think that's like, yes, let's look into it. Yes. Let's go dive deeper. Yes. Let's enable. Yes. Let's get behind each other. Let's, let's support each other. And that's a partnership dynamic that we have. It's really special and unique. I've been in a lot of partnerships. I've done a lot of joint ventures in business, and that's not common yeah. to find. You find a lot of partners in business for people, and I think these are lots of times destined for failure, where they say no. Mm-hmm. They say no. What would you tell people like who are in? Like, I think a lot of people are getting into business. Look at partnerships as a path or an avenue because somebody has a skill set they do. Somebody maybe has more money and they have more time or different things. What would you say to people? Like, what are some of your partnership rules? Uh, I mean, one of the, the biggest thing is because obviously you're on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast, right? So that's usually the biggest was question I get. Coast. Right, right. Was on, the West Coast. was on the West Coast. But for years, people are like, how do you make that work, right? And and one of the biggest golden rules has always been in our business that, you know, I have to trust that you're working just as hard as I am at all times, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're in a partnership, that is key. Um, I think it's also really important that you enable your business partner, right? Mm-hmm. That you uphold them because, look, we've been through a lot, right? And and you have had crazy ideas over the years and that seemed crazy, right? Until we really sat down and looked at the numbers. And I'm glad I've always been that person in our partnership where I've always been, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's, let's try it. Let's beta test. Let's see what happens, right? Um, and that's what you have to do. Like you don't get successful by following the, 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 the red line. You know what I mean? Just walking real slow down it. You get successful by taking risks. And going outside of the box, right, and, and allowing things to happen. And some things are going to fail. But honestly, we've learned from every failure that we've had, right? So anything that we haven't, I, I don't really think we've ever failed at anything. But anything that hasn't been truly successful to us has only taught us better in the next project that we've done. So I well, think in a partnership, it's trust. I don't think we've ever run a business or started a business that didn't succeed. I think we've yeah. stopped businesses because there wasn't a longer term or bigger Right, It was there was no bigger play for it, yeah. yeah. Like I've seen... Like I remember years and years ago, we had 11 income sources Mm -hmm. and we slowed down and realized that like each of those income sources were capping out because we, there wasn't the ability to expand beyond and scale that many different income sources, that many different business Mm -hmm. lines in different ways. And so for us getting smaller was actually better, better. Yeah. Yeah. From a, and, and trying to do less, like even today, literally we, there are literally two things that our business sells and everything else we let go of, right. you know, um, and that's helped us scale to, you know, you know, eight figures and we're closing in, you know, on the yeah. ninth figure, which is a big, the, big ninth, number. the yeah. ninth one's a big number. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, that's very different. I think one of my partnership dynamics, right. Is the default to the right. And I mean the right, like default to you're doing what's right. Default that you're doing your best to do what's right. Default to, you're making the best decision you know how default to you're taking the best action you do i think there's one of my partnership dynamics is like no matter what i'm frustrated with or no matter what we're working hard on or no matter what we're going through um i remember recently we were in a marketing meeting and two of the staff members were saying things to me like that they had you know they believe you know you wanted them to go do from a marketing standpoint and those things were counter to what you know our philosophy is counter right. to what our belief is plus they don't directly report to you. And my mind went back to the instantly to that default of, okay, I already know what she said. I already know right. what that conversation was because they were off on how they perceived it or how they ran it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I went directly deep into that. What other kind of partnership things um, do you feel 
feel like you know you stick to to, to, to feel good and continue, especially when we've been running on separate coasts. Right. Uh, well, it's really important to to separate the rules, right? Uh, I mean, that is huge, and, and, and to allow that, right? And, and then, again, that goes to trust, right? So kind of like what you just said is marketing reports to you. Now, they can call me. I will give them ideas, but I will never give them a yes yeah. or a no. It'll say go to Dutch. Um, but that is huge in our business and seeing what the consultants, you know what I mean? It's, it's knowing your role, and, and, again, it goes back to that trust, right? Um, don't overcross what your partner is working on. Yeah, boundaries. 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 You have to have boundaries. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're out there and you've never read like boundaries in marriage, boundaries yeah. in business, boundaries with kids, if you've mm-hmm. never read those books, um, and and then when we cross the boundaries, which inevitably happens, yeah, in no. business, right? It's like how do you handle it? It's for me. It's like if I cross the boundary, I'm like, yeah, I cross the boundary. Right. It's right. just owning it, right? It's, it's and moving own, on. It, yeah. It's immediate ownership, right? And that's I think a huge one for us too. Right. Immediate ownership. Like when, doesn't matter what it is, it's like, it can yeah, be simple. Yeah. It's just owning it and moving on. Yeah. Cause if you don't own it, it festers. Right. It festers. And that's a conversation you and I were having recently. We were talking about, Hey, if you live in dysfunction, right? Mm-hmm. If your business has something that is dysfunctional, if it, if, and you've learned to operate with that piece of dysfunction, right? right? You're never going to scale and grow your business. You've got to eliminate dysfunction because dysfunction is just like a cancer, right? It's right. a seed that'll grow. It, it'll, 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 it'll eat away and, and, and at the psyche of, of, of things. Um, what, what other partnership dynamics? Um, I mean, those are really the main ones for me. I think also in a partnership, I mean, you and I are very much alike, but then we are very different in essence too. Right. Um, and it's really knowing your strengths. Like if you're going to get in partnership with somebody, like one of my major strengths and why we partners up is management, right? And that's not a big strength of yours. And your big strength is being able to speak on stage in front of thousands of people and doing camera because, and that's natural for you. Where for me, that's not what Amy likes to do. So it definitely has to have that 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 difference, right? Where what I am not good at, my partner's good at, right? Where I can focus and excel. You know, a lot of people say, "I'll get better at that and work on that." Where with us, it's like I don't want you to get better at that. I want you to get better at what you're already great at. You know, and, and I make up for that lack. And same with you. What I'm not good at and what you're great at, you keep being great at it, right? Um, and I think that's where a lot of people fail in business. They try to become everything when there's no need. Find that right partner that offsets what you're not good at, and that's how you really excel, and that's what we do. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating, though, as you go through a decade, right? Because then there's there's things that, like, evolve mm-hmm. over the years. Like, I've, I've realized that, like, from our social media standpoint, you're more popular than me. Right. The automatic default of whatever, you know, the, the image or the brand or the different things with you has made you extremely popular. But I think therein lies, you know, another partnership rule is like that excites me. Right. Right. There's yeah. not an ego. There's not an ego trip like 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 shit. I'm supposed to be the face of this brand and I'm supposed to be the popular part of the company. Right. Like right. I'm, I'm, I'm excited by that. You don't love it. No. Right. Because you don't <laughs> love to be the cent- You know, that's no. not that attention part's not yours. So well, how did you feel like when you realized like that you were like, doing that Yeah, and I didn't know about it? Yeah. Um, I couldn't be mad because I kind of knew it was coming because you've been pushing me towards it for a long time. But, um, I liked it and I didn't like it, but at the same time I, I had to step outside of myself and my own beliefs and who I am and look at the bigger picture of the company and our staff and our investors and realize that that's a need in the market. Right. So with me knowing that I'm okay with it, right? So I, I just had to surrender to that. And that's the other thing in business, right? There's sometimes that you have to surrender and you have to get outside of your box and do things that you're not used to. I, I, it's fascinating because like for me, 
the, the financial world, right? The investment world, the, the, you know, how to be an investor or like the Wall Street world and all those mm-hmm. things. It's really a landscape dominated by white males, right? Right. And, and I'm not about, just, just, just to be crystal clear, I'm not going to go down the whole, you know, white males are, you know, bad human beings, you know, conversation because that's <laughs> it's an ignorant conversation. Right. Because, you know, frankly, for every, you know, white male that you hate, there were more white males fighting for everything, every right that everybody has in America, right? right? And I have been one of those that have fought for that right. my entire life. So, anyways, that's to digress down that, that right. rabbit hole. So I, I think it's fascinating because one of the things that I really, really wanted your voice out there was because I feel like like the female voice of investments and the female voice of finances, like I feel like it's underheard. Right. You know, and, and for me, like without the powerful women in our business, I couldn't 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 have created or built anything that bit. You know, that goes from, you know, Molly running property management or Vanessa running media buying or Taylor running you know, the office of the president or Adrian managing, you know, the teams right. in Florida or just the different females. And so, you know, for you, you've, I, I actually remember a dinner not that long ago you told me about with another education investment company, right? And mm-hmm. with, 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 we'll call them dudes, right? Two mm-hmm. dudes. And, you know, they were wanting, you know, seeking to do business with us and different things. And so, you know, you had a dinner with them and, and you know, they made you uncomfortable, you yeah. know? Talk about a little bit about like what that's like being a female businesswoman because men, I mean, I, I have no idea. Right. Even though I might think I do, I don't. Right. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, unfortunately, you know, and I've been in this business and it is a male dominated business, right? Um, the uncomfortableness of it is, and I've dealt with it my whole life. This particular time though is because of where I'm at in my life now and I've earned where I've gotten to, right? It wasn't given to me. I built it from the ground up with you. Um, and it was just the things that were said. It was belittling basically, oh, you did this to get to the top and you did this to get to the top and, and it's just wrong. Right. And, and it happens all the time to women. Um, and it was very hard because at the same time I, I own a business, right? So I could done one or two things at that dinner. Part of me wanted to punch them both right in their face. You know what I mean? And get up and walk away. It's a good thing you're 10 years older. Right. Absolutely. 10 years ago, ago, I would have probably. Yeah. Um, but I had to look at the bigger picture, right? I had to look at where is their value to my business? Is there value with them for my investors? Right. Um, so unfortunately you have to eat that sometimes, right? And you eat stuff all the time too. Um, but yeah, as a woman you do, and and I'm not going to lie, like my ride home that night, tears fell and I'm not a crier. I'm a pretty strong woman, but it just, it just hits you in the wrong way because when you work the way that you do as a woman in this type of industry and, and you grind the way that you do and you're at the top finally, and someone talks to you like that, and you know you're better than them. You know you you know they need you, and you don't need them. It it, it, it kind of taps on your ego a little bit. Um, but by the time I got home, I was good. You know what I mean? I, I thought through it and worked it out, and I, I called you, you know, and you're like, oh, I, I would kill them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, it is hard. So guess we're not doing business with them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Which which for me it was the game changer, right? Because years ago when things like that would happen, they still did business with them, right? Mm-hmm. So. When I called you and told you what happened, that was the best feeling in the world to me. Whether they brought hundreds of millions of dollars to us, it was irrelevant because of how they treated me, right? Which was actually, actually that was a big change for us in our business too. Because normally I didn't go do those dinners unless you were with me because of those reasons. Yeah. You know, and they, they, they could have been a big client. But the fact that you put my self-respect and my worth above that spoke volumes to me that night. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think in business, when you're getting started, you're pushed so hard to succeed, right? Certain things, you know, like you, you're not going to pay attention to because you're pushing so hard to succeed. But I've realized 
you know, over years and years of being in business with you, like you got to let go of the little gain, like mm-hmm. the momentary, like the instant gain that yeah. you think you might have from something if, if it crosses the long-term line. Right. Right. And I think that's one of those things when you, over the years, you have to make the, you have to make the long-term decisions with immediate action mm-hmm. and always immediate action is, is huge. Cause, cause if you're not doing the long-term and that's that it goes back to that dysfunction. Yeah. If you allow a, p- a seed of dysfunction in, in your life or business now, it, it's going to eat you up later and then it'll just grow and get worse, mm-hmm. worse and worse and worse. I think that's really, really important as, as you look at the whole scope, as you look yeah. at, as you look at the whole game. Now for us, like we're, we've gone past the point where we have to do business with anybody, right? Right. Like we're, we're, we don't have that urge or, right. or that, or that need. And so really, I think a lot of times for us, it comes down to more of like people and mm-hmm. our people. And I think that's one of the core, most important values of our, of, of our company. So talk about like your philosophies when it comes to our people, comes to our teams, when it comes to what's going on. Cause as you're growing a business, as you're building something, it's like, you know, what are people? Yeah. I mean, our people, I mean, you start with our staff, right? Yeah. I mean, bottom line is without our staff, we don't have a business, right? Um, and our staffs are equals, right? I mean, yeah, we're the owners of the company, but we will do any job that our staff does. We go in our offices, we do the auctions, right? Um, so I think it, you know, a lot of businesses fail at that as they grow, right? People become numbers instead of becoming the people who they are. And, and, you know, we've prided ourselves on never doing that. Um, and I think that's where a lot of businesses fail. Um, as far as my students, um, most students that know me know that I have a huge passion with our students. Um, I pride, I've, I've walked away from million dollar jobs because they didn't take care of their students. So did you, that's how we met. Um, but my students are everything to me, right? Because without them, I don't have a business either. And the reality is if we take care of our investors and our students, our business is going to continually thrive. So that I would say that's probably my biggest thing in this business is to always make sure our students and our investors are happy. Um, and to keep my thumb on that and to keep that open line of communication. And I know you do that too. I mean, they all have our cell phone numbers, right? Um, but I, I think that's huge in business is knowing who your foundation is, knowing that your, your employees and your staff are your core of your group, right? Like we can be the best owners and be great at what we do, but if we don't uphold our staff and bring them up and, and raise them up to be entrepreneurs like we have um, and own their positions, we would never be where we're at today, you know? And the same with our investors. If we didn't be ethical with our investors, you know, and make sure they didn't lose money, where we lose the money before them, our business wouldn't be where it's at today. There's a lot of freedom in that, in the admission of like being of being real, right? Yeah. Like that, like a mission of imperfection, a mission of, of of ownership of of you know flaw, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think within within your your people, right? If you try to act as a like that you're perfect, right? Then 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 you become untouchable, right? And the moment you become untouchable, you lose touch with touch with touch with reality. Yeah. I think that 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 centered approach, I think over the years is, is, is very real with our people. I think for me, whether it's investors, students, or, or our staff and team, you know, like, like people earn their place. Right. And I think it's not a place that's given because I think we didn't ever have anything given to us. No. <laughs> and so I think that's maybe, maybe a part of, part of, part of that kind of equation too. talk to me about like life's, ups and downs this is gonna be your favorite part of the whole podcast life's ups and downs and still being a businesswoman right starting a family going through a divorce right 
just different things you've been through. You know, I, I've seen you through it, you know, a decade ago. I've seen you through an adoption five years ago, you know. It's been six years with DJ? Almost seven. Almost seven yeah. years with DJ. You know, and so talk about, you know, trying to build a life as a woman, being a businesswoman, trying to build a life as a woman, <laughs> being a businesswoman. Because, you know, it's not, not always easy. And, I, and I'll tell you one thing that I know for sure, there's a lot of weak men in the world who aren't ready for a strong woman. Right. And that, that, that has to be really difficult as, as a, as a businesswoman. It is. It, it was, I mean, I've been through, I'm on my second divorce, right? Um, both for those reasons, actually. So it wasn't anything that I did wrong. It was just that I am a strong woman. I know what I want in life. I know who I am. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and it will take a strong man, you know, and maybe he exists, maybe he doesn't, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, I've been through a lot of things in my life. Um, and I would tell you with all of those downfalls, I guess since I've been a kid, at this point in my life now, I look at everything bad that happened as a learning lesson, right? So the first divorce just made me the stronger woman that I am now, right? And obviously made me a little too strong for the last husband because he couldn't handle that either, right? Um, and my son, you know, the one the one blessing with that is um, I always wanted to be a mom, right? But I was a businesswoman from 20 years old and I traveled, you know, and business came first all the time and family and everybody else before me. And and a couple years back, I finally decided that's what I wanted and best thing I ever did in my life, right? So that just changed all of my goals, right? My first goals, which you know, was taking care of my grandmother and my cousin, which I still do. Um, and that's really all I worked towards, right? It was never working towards what Amy wanted or things like that. Um, in the last two years, we've really, you've helped me a lot make that transition to finally put me first instead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't put myself first still, but it's, it's up there at a higher level than what it was before. Um, but, you know, you have to go through trials and tribulations in life to get there, right? And, you know, you don't have to believe in God and that's okay as long as you believe in higher power. But for me, I've, I've always lived by the rule of thumb that God only gives you what you can handle. And, and the hard things that he does put you through only makes you become the better person you are today. So I don't look at my divorces as things that are bad. I look at, you know, the first one made me a strong woman. The second one gave me the most amazing gift in the world, right? I have, I have an amazing son from that. Um, so, and I have unconditional love, right? So... And as a businesswoman, it is hard because you try to you try to run a business, you try to be a wife, you try to be a mom, right? Um, and you run both ends, you know? And men think, you know, if you're a businesswoman, you still are supposed to come home and cook and clean and do all of these things that a wife's supposed to do. And it's just not how it's supposed to work, you know? Women are equal to men, you know? In a relationship like that, if, if it's two of you working, it's 50-50, you know? You, you share, you know, like you and your wife, you share all the responsibilities, right? And right, we have nannies and stuff, but... You know, it, it's just just one of those things. It's one of those stigmas in societies, right? That that you a woman could work eighty hours a week and the man still expects her to work forty hours at home, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not that woman, and I don't think any woman should be that woman. I think every woman should go for what they want to do in their life, no matter what. And your husband should support you, right? Or your significant whoever it is. And if they don't, it's not worth it anymore. And I realized that in my marriage, and I walked away from it. You know, and again, that just made me a stronger woman. I, I think the conversation you have right now is fascinating because I think it's controversial as as heck, right? Because you got you got a lot of people out there that are like right on, right on, right on, and then mm -hmm. you got people out there who can't understand, right? Because there's people who haven't been entrepreneurs, there's people who haven't you know 
been with you know someone who's you know extraordinarily strong right right and 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 so there's there's therein lies because i also know on the other hand and this is the part probably some people aren't catching is you believe in the in the strength of a man in a leadership position you know Absolutely. and you believe in the strength of of you know the power of of, of a strong man right the stronger the man the stronger the woman the stronger the woman the stronger the man right Absolutely. and that's kind of how my wife and i my wife and i look at things um it, it's it's fascinating because as you go through that journey and you're trying to hold together you know like my wife and i we we, we have you know we fight for our successful marriage absolutely. you know we absolutely you know i have, have, have we both have to have passion about having a good good relationship because if you don't yeah. eventually it's gonna sizzle out yeah. gonna sizzle out and 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 so it's fascinating because i know you have a lot of those we have so many shared beliefs when it comes to those kind of things how did you you know when you when you went through the adoption and you, you brought dj into your family and those kind of things and now you had something maybe for the first time in your life that was more important than your business yeah you know i mean i know that your grandmother is i know that you know your cousin is and, and some other people that you there's a lot of people you take care of no question but at that point how did you balance the two knowing knowing that there was something different than you'd ever experienced before because when yeah. micah was born my and when i adopted tony i the dynamic was weird weird yeah. for me it was at first but then it immediately went to legacy right like now it was i looked at my son and his past life and said he will never in life whether i'm on this earth or not go through any of that again right so honestly it turned the volume up on the business for me and made me work 10 times harder and faster because i wanted us to grow even i think it made you work smarter yeah and you had to work smarter I mean, right harder at smarter because i don't know yeah. that 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 like at that point we both adopted around the same time yeah i me after you and but at that point i don't think we had it in us to put in the intensive grind we once put because but we, didn't we had have to, to put in an intensive grind yeah. into our family for a while you yeah. know like when you've never I remember i used to laugh because people would ask us like you guys got kids and i'd be like no and mm -hmm. like, that's, that's why, why yeah successful. and i'd be like that's why you're not successful right because even if you have that mindset or that thinking like that's mm -hmm. when you when you blame something for someone else's success yeah. or you blame something for your lack of success mm -hmm. you gotta blink out that shit yeah. like that has to go to a clean slate. absolutely there's no reason for your success there's no reason for your lack of success right. you either do or you don't act within successful steps right. or you don't it's, yeah. it's 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 black and white it absolutely is so when you had that how did you how did it shift? I mean, you worked smarter. I definitely worked smarter. Um, and and I, I think I kind of probably put myself more in a schedule. Um, I always was the one I just kept myself available all the time for everybody. And then I did start to limit that, right? Because it was important to be present. Um, and, you know, because you do the same thing to this day. I just make sure that there is that solid two hours a day of quality time with my son. You know, and he understands that. He knows mom's a business owner and has to work. And our boys are taught that they know when you're working on a phone, you know, be quiet. Um, but it was just building off of that, right? But but honestly, he gave me a completely different drive. Like, he humbled me and made me realize what was important in life, right? So instead of constantly looking at now, it kind of made you look like, okay, what's 20 years from now look like? And it did make us work smarter, right? Because now instead of grinding constantly, it was, how do I officially use my time? Where's my time best spent? And where what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing that somebody else should be doing for us, right? So I think that was a major dynamic. You know that. I mean, I actually hired somebody to 
to work in the house and, and do a lot of the things that I, I, you know, I try to do everything. I did try to be that business owner and come home, cook, clean, and all that, right? Um, and I got burned out. I, I used yeah. to get mad at you. Yeah, you stayed mad at me. I said, I said, stop cooking. I yeah. said, stop cleaning. I said, stop doing dishes. I said, those are minimum, you know, wage or they're, they're yeah. you know, they're lower wage jobs. I said, I need you, you know, to be rested and, and fresh mm-hmm. and we can pay someone to do, to do those things. And that was, I think over the years, I think, but you, I mean, you've been through that a long time now. You're yeah. A long yeah. Time, a long so, time but, now. But I know that was, there was that letting go. Right. And that's part of letting go of society roles. Right. And, and, and not being in that box. Right. And that's it's a lot really easier all for me is. to justify with the wife and kids now when I used to not want to do right dishes and clean. And it was just me as yeah. a bachelor, you know, 12 right. years yeah. ago. That a little was, bit different. Yeah. A little, little bit harder yeah. to justify. But yeah. But I, no, I, I do great. know how to do dishes. I do. I know how to do dishes, seven, too. Seven, seven done a long I just time. don't. Yeah. Um, we're talking about, you know, that that dynamic and what i saw when you were going through like i had this visualization kind of got more real mm-hmm. what i what some people use as an excuse it's like kind of like when things get more serious or more important it's like it gets more crystal like more clear for me mm-hmm. so like when i had kids it got more clear for me when i got married it got more clear for me mm-hmm. as we played as the game got bigger and and so like one of the things that had to become more clear for me is you know we have you know 60 lives you know, that, that make a paycheck, they go home to their families, take care of their kids, everything, you know, and, and you know, 60 lives we turn into 100 before we know it. And mm-hmm. and and those are, you know, our, our, our team, right? The people that work with us. And so, like, a lot of things that you could use as an excuse because I had less time because um, I was more tired. Mm-hmm. Like, crystallized, like, visually, like, made everything come more into focus. But I also spent more time. Right. On making things come more into focus on, on some of those things. What do you do to reset when you're worn out, when you have a conversation with two stupid assholes, right? Like, what yeah. do you do? Um, like, what's the reset? Well, it depends on where I'm at. So if I'm here, I usually go sit on the beach for a little bit and just woosah, and I come back to the office. Um, but another thing, honestly, I really do is something I taught my son because he has behaviors. I do it a pattern break. You know, you walk away for 10 minutes, reset, and go back to it, right? Because I don't live in a negative world. And there's no need to. So I'm, I'm pretty good at moving through that kind of stuff now. It's controlling those mental, those mental transitions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always make the joke, like, like I absolutely love being present with my kids and I absolutely am able to do that because I also love not being present with my kids. Right. <laughs> right. Like the time, like the hours I spend away from them allow me to spend quality hours with them of intensity, yeah. of intensity with them. Yeah. And cause I love being a dad. I think it's, it's, it, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of joy and, 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 and purpose. Cause I think for a long time, it's like when, when you're first building wealth, it's like, I know that I was put on this earth to build entrepreneurs, put on this earth to help people with real estate investing, but there's not a personal right. mission in that, right? right? There's, there's a, there's an external mission and different things. So it's, it, it's, it's definitely a changing of the guard for that, for sure. Yeah. What do you think? As we go from, like, we're going to go from 60 employees to 100 in the next six months. I, I can, I've mean, gone from 30 to 60 in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know the speed at which, you know, we're growing our funds, at which we're growing our portfolios, right? The scalability. What do you think some of the biggest hurdles we're going to face in the next, you know, 12 to 24 months are? Uh, I think the biggest hurdles are, are 
merging the people who've been with us from the very beginning that are set in their ways um, is definitely a little bit of a hurdle. Um, the training aspect of it and just the growth of it, right? Um, it, it makes you run it like, obviously, you've been here with me in Florida for the last week, so you see it's crazy. Um, but at the same time, it's so exciting, right? So I try not to look at, you know, my rule of thumb to every problem, there's three solutions, right? Um, so I don't really think that it's going to oh, be right a there. bad thing. Yeah, it stays there. So it's all over. Um, I don't know. I'm actually not scared of it. I'm actually truly excited about it because it's fresh people. It's fresh ideas, you know, and we're smart enough owners that we hire people smart enough in the positions, right? That are better than us to do it. So I'm actually really excited for it. So to me, with what's going on in this world, we have the opportunity to give people amazing jobs and careers, right? An entrepreneurial mindset and unlimited income. So I think it's actually awesome. Yeah. My biggest transition for me personally, because I spent so much time being visionary yeah. of, 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 of like leading the charge of creating new things, of, of coming up with new ways of doing things, of doing deep dives, deep, deep research. You know, I'm a crazy, insane researcher. Yeah. Um, is, is I have to... Like all those years of coaching college baseball, right? I have to lead and and mm. and and be present, just like I am with my sons, right? Be present yeah. with individual team members on a regular basis because when I'm not, it's 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 there's there's a disconnect yeah. between where we're headed and what we're doing and different things. And so that's the thing for me. I have to constantly go back to like I got to be present with our leader of investor relations, got to be present with accounting, got to be present with our loan department, be present with our residential real estate, yeah. be present with our farm department, right? And be present with you, right? And 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 in our conversations and our meetings of what needs to be done or what's happening. Um, so I think that's that's one of the big, big things, big things for me. Um, I don't know, what else, what else should we bring up today? I mean, there's the movement, right? I'm moving to Florida, right? Yeah. And so that's, you know, a conversation we've been having with our tribe or been having on the podcast for a little while. Mm-hmm. I just think the world has gotten to such a place, both economically and, and politically, where we're going to do that. I mean, can you even handle, you know, me not being all the way across the country? You know, I'm actually excited be, that you're yeah. coming here. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, when we get together and we're at the auctions, like every time we're together, we come up with million dollar ideas or a new system or new ways to do things. Right. And it's, it's different. Like, obviously, we talk 20 times a day half the time. But when we're together, it's just that different synergy. So I'm actually looking forward to it. Because you don't have a lot of, I don't, you know, you just don't have a lot of people like that in your life, right? At, at that mental level. And I have great people in my life, don't get me wrong. But the way that I think is how you think, right? So I'm truly excited about it, to be honest with you. I think our business is going to grow even faster with you being here. Okay. I can take that. Right. I can take that. Well, I think that's a, a wrap for today, everybody. Um, I think thank you for taking the time. I know this isn't your favorite medium of conducting <laughs> business, but I think people really need to hear from you, right? Um, what was the last thing you'd tell, you know, the entrepreneurs, the investors, um, you know, that, that are out there that listen to us? What was the last, you know, what's, what's your, your big, your big, you know, parting piece of advice for all of you? Um, I, my biggest advice would say, you know, never give up, never stop. Um, never let the negativity get to you. And at the end of the day, you know, strive to be your very best, you know, be ethical in business. And as long as you do that, you're going to get there. And if you get there too fast, you didn't do it right. So take your time. Nothing, nothing great comes easy. So never believe that. All right, everybody. It's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Hard Money Podcast with Dutch Mendenhall. Don't forget to visit our website, economicactivist.com. That's www.economicactivist.com.